0: Welcome to Our Unbalanced World. I am your host, Ben Kotrick. In each episode, I will talk about a social issue that has had an impact on society. The world is not perfect, but we can try our best to fix it. Our society has issues. Let's talk about them. Hi, everyone. Today we will be talking about the current state of Alberta Parks. The Alberta government is currently looking at the possibility of closing many Alberta parks. Many believe that closing these parks and selling them to private investors is doing more harm than good. Many Albertans enjoy visiting parks, and closing them would lead to the remaining parks being busier. Closing the parks would also affect the wildlife who live there. Alberta parks should not be glanced over. They should be taken seriously, as they are important to the environment around us. this episode, I had the pleasure of speaking with biologist Katie Morrison from the Sea Paws organization. She is a conservation director who looks towards finding manageable solutions to maintaining conservation in Alberta's environment, as well as keeping natural areas healthy. I interviewed her with regards to her involvement with the Defend Alberta Parks campaign. Let's listen into what she said. Thank you for coming to, for the interview today. <laughs> no so I think I'll start off by saying, who are you and what is your role?
1: Okay. Yeah, i Katie Morrison, K-A-T-I-E-M-O-R-R-I-S-O-N. Uh, and I'm the conservation director with CEPAWS Southern Alberta.
0: All right, Great. Thank you. What is the goal of CEPAWS?
1: Um, CPAWS is a national uh, nonprofit organization, and we are dedicated to protection of public um, lands and waters through parks and wilderness areas. So CPAWS actually has 13 chapters across the country, um, and I work for the Southern Alberta chapter. So we focus on, both on the on-the-ground conservation um, and grassroots engagement um, in Southern Alberta.
0: All right. Great. Thank you. Can you describe the condition our parks are in?
1: Um, <laughs> that's a big question. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we have uh, a lot of really great parks in, in Alberta and we have a lot of different types of parks. So everything from parks that really protect uh, wilderness backcountry areas to parks that are more for facilitating people getting outside and recreating Um, on our on our beautiful public lands Um, I think right now the biggest uh, parks issue that we're dealing with is that uh, in the beginning of March of this year the government announced that they would be closing or delisting um, 175 of our parks and protected areas Uh, and that's about uh, um, a third of all of our protected areas in the province so that's a really big deal um, and and something that we're really concerned about.
0: All right, great. Well, how did we get to be in this position then?
1: Well, um, you know, I think something, uh, Albertans really love their parks and Albertans have always really loved their parks. And we're seeing that now more than ever. Uh, but I think that parks are something that governments have often taken for granted Um, And I think we got in this position now because the government, um, I think, really underestimated how much Albertans care about um, having protected areas and having parks to go out and safely and responsibly recreate in, in our outdoor areas.
0: Okay, what makes parks so important here in Alberta?
1: Parks are important for a number of reasons. I mean, some of the ones we think of off the bat are They protect fish and wildlife habitat. They protect our water um, resources, uh, plants and animals. But they're also really important for places that people can go um, and recreate and get outdoors. And I think in the case of the parks that are up for delisting, this is particularly the case. A lot of these areas are not the massive wilderness areas that that we also have. But they are places that have facilities that... um, help and facilitate people getting outside. So camp campsites, fire pits, washrooms, picnic tables. Um, and those are, those are places that people can go know they have those amenities and allow them to use those places in safe and responsible ways.
0: Okay. So what's like the biggest factor or challenge then to bring about change for the better?
1: I think, I think in this case it is, um, about the the government really listening, you know, We've seen thousands of Albertans speak out on this issue. Um, we know the public is really concerned and really engaged. You know, we have this um, Defend Alberta Parks campaign, which um, has various factors, but one of them is is lawn signs that people can order their lawn sign, um, put it on their lawn, and that shows their neighbors um, that they support parks and starts conversations in their neighborhoods, but it also shows their elected representatives that they support parks. Um, and over 15,000 of those lawn signs have gone out across the province. Um, we also have um, a tool that allows people to send a letter to their MLA. Uh, and through that tool alone, we've had over 20,000 letters sent to the government. Um, so I think it really is just going to be continued pressure um, and, and building um, that support that already exists, but just getting people to continue to write their MLAs, write their government, and let them know they, they don't support the decision to delist the parks and they want our parks um, kept as parks.
0: If the parks were to close, how much of an impact would this have towards the wildlife that live in the parks?
1: Well, I think it would have an impact on the wildlife that live in the parks and also the wildlife on public lands surrounding them. So, as I mentioned, um, some of these parks are... are small in comparison to some of the other larger wilderness areas that we have Um, but because they are set up for human use um, you know having things like um garbage pits or, or fire pits garbage cans um concentrates some of that human use in these areas where it's set up i think what we'll see if we lose these areas um a they could be um, converted to other uses, whether that's industrial, commercial, um, you know, forestry, mining, uh, and that obviously has a massive effect on, on fish and wildlife. But I think we'll also see a lot more unmanaged recreation use on our public lands, um, where there is higher risk of, of wildlife encounters through having um, garbage and, and waste at campsites. Um, having wildfires start because there's not, people aren't using proper fire pits or using proper fire safety. So I think it will affect both wildlife in in the areas themselves, but also um, the safety of wildlife and people in the areas surrounding.
0: Okay. What methods of opposition can be raised towards keeping the parks open? Are there petitions or protests coming up? Um,
1: I think the best thing that people can do is to be writing letters and meeting with their elected representatives, their MLAs. Um, Petitions don't have uh, a huge amount of weight because politicians know that it's really easy for you to click a button um, on your computer and and sign a petition. But taking the time to write a letter um, to your MLA really shows them that you and probably a lot of other people really care about the issue. And I think what, um, in this uh, case, what we are really going to need to see is that MLAs see that that their constituents, who they are elected to represent, um, really want these car- parks kept as parks. Um, and then they start putting pressure on the ministers and the premier um, to reverse this decision.
0: Who stands to benefit from the removal of parks from the park system? What is the motivation behind the change?
1: I think some of the language that we first saw um, in one of their original news releases around when you delist the parks, they are then open for alternate uses. Um, And that could be uh, in some cases, yeah, industry, if, if there are, um, Uh, resources in that area or it could be private commercial operators um, who what they are allowed to do in a park and outside a park are are a little bit different so there we could see more private facilities going up on these areas that would be less accessible and less affordable uh, for people to access these same sites
0: okay so then why was the public never consulted about the decision of the parks removal?
1: That's a very good question. <laughs> that's a question that I would like to ask the minister. Um, but I think it's a, a trend that we're seeing with this government. We've seen them make, make several major decisions that affect um, parks and land use in the province without public consultation. Um, and, and I think that's a really poor um, precedent that they've set.
0: Okay why doesn't the government see the benefits of investing and maintaining in natural areas
1: i think you know in alberta we have a long history of of resource development as our key um economic uh, driver or at least what we have seen as our key economic driver and i think as the world shifts away from that um it's taking some time for this government to catch up um you know we will always be partially a resource economy in in alberta and and we need some resources um but i think it really is time and there are many calls as we recover from covid19 and as as the world changes to really look at a greener economy Uh, and part of that greener economy absolutely includes parks outdoor recreation tourism and all of those are are supported by um Having natural landscapes and having parks that people can can safely uh, and responsibly recreate in, and I just think that the government hasn't made um, that shift, and I think they um, it will be negative for Alberta in the long term.
0: Okay. Then, lastly, what is your contribution towards defending Alberta parks?
1: My personal contribution. Yeah. Um. You know I think as soon as this happened, um, we've we um, came out right away um, in, in opposition based on what the government had said they were going to do. And so I think we've spent a lot of time um, figuring out exactly what is going on, um, helping people getting get informed, and then really um, helping people stay engaged and supporting the actions of Albertans and citizens and community groups. This is a campaign that is really being pushed and run through the grassroots, um, through Albertans. Um, but they are, have been looking to us to, to get the, to real, the real information and um, in how, how, what they can do um, to make changes. So I think we've been playing a really supportive role um, to all the Albertans who, who want to see this decision reversed.
0: All right, great. Thank you for your time. Thank you for yeah, coming to, here right. today. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> oh, that was Bye. some very great answers. Thank Bye. you. Bye. I would like to thank Katie for taking the time to come to the interview. It's important to understand the state and the position our parks are currently in. As mentioned in the interview, you can support the Defend Alberta Parks campaign by getting a lawn sign on defendabparks.ca. You can also state your concerns to your local MLA. Defend Alberta Parks can also be contacted at info at defendabparks.ca. I hope you have learned some things about the current state of Alberta. Thank you for listening to Our Unbalanced World. I hope that you have gained a good overview on this issue and the social issues that surround it. This is the end of the episode, and I would like to thank you for tuning into my podcast. This has been Ben Kotchuk. I hope to see you back soon.